Off the ball. He's an absolute rascal. He sits there with a hand grenade, and every time there's a, there's a lull in the conversation, <laughs> he just gets one out and lobs it in. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Happy, happy overall, happy with the performance. Um, you probably could not be. Um, first ten, ten minutes, uh, definitely. Um, you know, I don't know what it was, but we weren't at ourselves. And um, you know, once we settled into the game, we got a fairly sustained period of dominance in that first half uh, that we capitalised on and racked up. I think one seven, one eight, maybe something like that. And. Um, uh, that set us up, um, and that was the making of it. You know, loud got the last three scores before half time. So, th- a timely reminder to us heading into half time that uh, what they're capable of doing if we took the foot off the gas. So, um, we had to guard against complacency. And to be fair, I think we, by and large, kept the intensity quite high throughout that second half. So, so that was pleasing here. Much more goes on the ball, on themselves. In, t- in terms of oh yeah no definitely I think you know you can't afford to um, take your eye off the ball so to speak and uh, you know the couple of changes we made were probably uh, in terms of personnel relative to what we were going to face today um, and Loud had been very impressive uh, throughout, so we definitely weren't going to take them for granted. And um, we prepared well, and the lads put in a lot of work. And um, you know, the atmosphere around the place was was pretty good over the last uh, two weeks. And uh, it was, I think, it was reflected in the performance today. Uh, he no, just he had an awareness. This great word now that we all have awareness of something going on. So, uh, um, but it's not too bad. Thankfully, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean is young and upcoming player, and um, he's. Uh, He's he's very committed and he's um, he's plenty of football. He's a good athlete, so he's uh, he's definitely an important part of um, our squad. And his uh, performances thus far this season have reflected that. <laughs> Yeah, I th- you know, the GA won't need me to tell them this, of course. You know, I've been for years, I've been um, banging that particular drum. And um, look, at it, I get it, it's quite political, and um, provincial councils um, have been established a long time and feel they have a role and responsibility, and that their contribution is important to the GA. And, uh, and while that is, is definitely the case, I think. It's probably time to really have a, a proper review of the competition and and see the, what, who does this benefit these big big um, big wins or big discrepancies between teams and uh, is there is there a better mixture you know so my tune hasn't changed on that um, in a number of years but this year is slightly different in terms of 
we're now going to see step into the real competition I think and um, and that's going to be very interesting and very exciting so it's, it's hard to accommodate everybody I get that and uh, and I'm sure it's very much on the GA and the Central Council and Congress's own radar in terms of what, what to do with the provincial competitions and it's something I'm sure they're going to look at. Yeah, but Desi, obviously your perspective has to be about what's, what's best for Dublin as well and it, it doesn't really help Dublin, does it, that you're so far ahead? Um, yeah, it, it didn't help Dublin playing in Division Two this year. I would have said, uh, never mind the, the provincial title. So, uh, um, look, at, we're we're very conscious, obviously, with our Dublin hat on, uh, very conscious of. How, how our season has gone thus far and while today was very pleasing um, we still have only played Division 2 or Division 4 teams this season uh, thus far so there's a big step up in class coming and it's, it's coming at us very quickly uh, we've just coming in two weeks now and uh, They've been wholly impressive um, all season and have some really good games under their belts against stiff competition that we have probably yet to face, maybe bar uh, two weeks ago against Kildare. So it's um, um, they, you know, that's that's going to be a challenge for us, and we need to be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, probably on opposition kick out. Um, we were quite focused on it coming into this game, and it was good to see that come together for us. Um, you know, but to be fair, you're probably focused on it in every game, and there's a lot to focus on in every game. So it's uh, you get some pieces of it right some days, and other pieces you don't. So it's uh, that worked well for us today. Just two guys who weren't in the 26. You mentioned if it's signs last year. Yeah. Yeah, they um, mix exams. I think early this week, so he'll um, and he's been training away. To be fair to him, and but just to take a bit of pressure off him, uh, uh, we excused him for he excused or looked to be excused from this, which we've no problem with uh, because it's he's a real big set of exams coming up, and um, he's looking forward to getting them over and being able to um, commit. In, in the way that he needs to, as you know, he needs to. And on Marching, he's had an injury and he's working his way back and working hard to rehab. So we hope to have him in two weeks' time as well. Yeah, Evan is training with us. Uh, he's back in the back on the pitch this week. Desi, you're likely to beat the squad depth over this new format. How pleasing was it today of what the lads off the bench did? I think it was 2 2, the score amongst yeah, yeah. I, I think this year probably more than any in recent um, squad depth is going to be really, really important. You're bound to pick up injuries given the schedule, and um, you know, and naturally, fellas form dip or confidence ebbs and flows. So it's uh, having having a strong squad and depth in the squad is going to be really, really important. Obviously, we've got a couple of additions back this year, which will help with that, but. Um, very pleased with how the younger players, I think we've 22 new players in in the last two years out of a squad of 38 so it's a significant number and how, how they've found their feet and are now very comfortable in their own skin amongst the group and are really driving on and pushing on and that all helps you know. Do you, do you think that 
do you feel your defence has been tested sufficiently this year? I know you alluded to Division Two football. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a very fair comment, you know, and uh, and and those tests are coming down the tracks very very quickly. Mickey, it's both an assessment of your own team's performance first of all. I mean, obviously you're up against a very good side there. What did you feel of Louth's performance? Oh well, I suppose. I mean, uh, we started well. Um, it was an intense first 15 minutes or so, and we were with it. Yeah, you know, ball for ball there, I suppose. But um, when they stole a march on us then, up till about the last five or six minutes of the half, I thought we performed well again to keep ourselves just sort of credible, you know, company. Uh, but then in the second half, got a few points back at the start, but then they just took over. It's just they're just a very good side and, and we're not at that level just now. And I suppose you have to stand toe to toe with teams like this to learn that lesson. It's a harsh lesson for the players because um, it's one thing getting beaten, it's another thing getting battered and really that's what happened to us today. But sometimes that happens in football and uh, you know you, you have to learn from every outcome and you like when you win things and you like when you make good comebacks and stuff like that and, and sometimes you have to just hold up your hands and say Dublin are a very good team and they're, and they're just that much ahead of us at the moment. There's no margin for error against this Dublin team. The experience they have, Mickey, and a couple of straight passes, maybe when it was fairly close, once they got a run on you, they got, what, 110 without reply. Very mm. difficult, difficult to come back from that sort of a situation. Absolutely. You have to be on the ball when you're playing a team of their quality. And I suppose uh, Dublin would have a bit of angst within them because people were starting to doubt their ability. And um, I think they've said a, a made a, a, a statement today. I'm not saying that, that you know that statement is against a, a team that's playing regularly in Division One, but to make that statement against a team like Louth, who are progressing, they're, they're climbing the ladder, and I feel they're a decent side. And, and to get that sort of a lesson from Dublin suggests to me that they have got a bit of angst in their game again. How, how hard is it to break Dublin's momentum? get the message on the field? Ah, it's, it's just, I don't know, I suppose we were our own worst enemies to some extent in that, you know, we were playing kickouts to the middle of the field and we'd been winning those kind of balls in other games, but Dublin were prepared for it and probably we didn't adjust. They were breaking a lot of ball there that we'd, we'd either be getting or, you know, controlling for ourselves and um, they're so sharp on the break there and um, they, they pressed very high that didn't give us much of an option for the, the short kick to get away so they obviously are, are good, a good team and well structured and well prepared to meet the opposition they're meeting I mean they, they obviously knew our game plans very well and um, we kind of made that work for them uh, it's very difficult to change that while the game's going on, as you say. Uh, being able to get speaking to people is not easy. And I have to say, like the Louth crowd there were just wonderful. I mean, when we were in the game and playing with a bit of, you know, tenacity and a bit of energy, they were just loving it as well. And that was a lovely atmosphere for 10 or 15 minutes. But unfortunately, we didn't give them much to cheer about after that, maybe other than the five or six minutes before half time and the few minutes at the start of the second half. But after that, Dublin just took over and they're just superior to where we are at the moment and obviously there are a few players back there today that hadn't been starting when you take Scully and McCaffrey and Howard into the team 
Nick, I think you're adding a lot of quality to it. And, and that was a, a brave welcome that we got when the team was lined out and these three men are starting, not in the, not in the, in the, on the subs bench. So um, they had plenty of good players on before that. And then when you put these three in, they're kind of just at a level that we're not re- re- capable of dealing with right now. The platform in a lot of winning outcomes this year in the kickouts and around midfield, that period with Bletskin for staff, it was it was it was because it wasn't even the Dublin were getting them clean all of the time they were they were breaking them and breaking them into their advantage and we seemed to miss the breaks either we were in too late or we were too far away from them you know so look it's a lesson we have to learn and you know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a harsh lesson today but you look at you just have to hold your hands up I, I've been in places before where we got very <laughs> poor outcome it's not the end of the world it's it's another process of learning what can you learn from that and how can you adjust it and fix it and we haven't much time because the group that we're in now <laughs> doesn't really possess second rate teams either so um, we, we have a lot of thinking to do and a lot of preparation to do to, to try and sort of grab back some credibility of, of being having the right to be in, in, in at this level of the championship. Yeah. I've always sort of considered that it's very easy to look back in a game on a videotape when it's over and, and be wonderfully smart. You know, there's lots of people who can do that. Um, it's not that easy when you're standing on the line having to deal with it. Um, so, you know, you do what you think is good. When we, we, we played Dublin in the league, and I know they hadn't the same personnel on the pitch, but I thought we, we held our own very well in that game. And I suppose we had no reason to doubt that we couldn't make a game of it again this time. But as it transpired today, we weren't able to do that. And it means we, you gotta, you're always got to be thinking. you always got to... You know, see what what works, what doesn't work, and then when, even when things work, sometimes you find that other people can unlock the things that work for you. So it's a learning process for all of us on and off the field, and, and we'll have to pick up the pieces and see what we can learn from it, and see how we can perform to a higher level ourselves in the next few games. And how worried, how worried. Going into the court game was always, you know, assuming that you were going into that group, that was always going to be the most. Winnable one for you. How tough is the situation now to be heading into that? Probably the most important match in the group for you to try and get. Well, I suppose every other team in the group will be saying we're the winnable game, you know. So, so Cork will be saying we're the winnable game, and that's that's understandable. And um, we played them in the league, of course, but they were missing a few players that day, and we got a result. Um, so, yeah, it's it's I suppose it's. It's not going to be easy. Any game we go out to play from here on, it's not easy because you're at the at the tough end of the season now. But look at uh, it's it's experience. These players will they learn from the experience. Um, it's kind of going to be like a wee taster for what Division One would be like if you're ever in it. So maybe for a team like Louth to get a taste for that without actually having to be in it right now mightn't be a bad thing for their progression. Just a, a few words about. Sam O'Roy has had a very good performance today. Obviously, he scored ten, I think, and obviously he got good service. But you know, he put up a good performance today against a top team. 
Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't expect anything else. I mean, people were talking about it in the last time and, and they didn't factor in that he'd been out for about seven or eight weeks with a, a serious hamstring injury. And ultimately, when it was needed the last day, he, he popped up with the, the vital score. So, he, he, you know, quality's quality and star quality, star quality, and, and Sam is certainly all of that. This hasn't the capacity to set the team back in any way now. Like, you know, the, 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 the good weather that was coming into it and the mm. positivity. It all depends how you deal with it. It could set you back if you choose to let it set you back. But if you decide to learn from it and you decide that you start to climb out of that sort of poor place that you're in right now, then then it can be a good thing. So it is what we'll make it. We can make it uh, a something that that deflates us entirely and and you know sends us on a spin or we can say there's a, a, a position that if you want to try and get there, there's lots of things to be done. So get to work on them. You won't get there in, in one step. It'll take it a step at a time. It'll take progress. Can be slow, but you know, as long as it's forward moving, it doesn't have to be a rocket. Okay, full time here in Crow Park, and Dublin are Leinster champions for the 13th consecutive year. Final score is 5:21 to Louds, 15 points. Uh, Ross, what do you make of that? Yeah, all, all too routine from a Dublin perspective. They were fantastic, really, when you when you look at the game over the 70 minutes. Slow start after 16 minutes or thereabouts. It was three points apiece. And then after that, uh, Dublin completely took me the part in all areas of the field, probably except for one man who deserves a huge mention, Leinster final. I know his team were beaten soundly, but Sam Mulroy, by my count, finished with 10 points. Two from play, significant number of frees. There was a couple of 45s in there as well, so uh, fair play to him. Uh, it's, it's a bright light for, for Loud going into the, to the All-Ireland uh, group stages at the, from now, but uh, from Dublin, I think they had 11 different scores. Uh, they had a 70% scoring rate throughout, just routine they didn't look like they had to get to their top gear and again it's another step in their consistent journey to what i think will be towards the all the quarterfinals and then after that we'll start seeing the real dublin yeah the connacht final galway won by 14 points kerry won the munster final by 14 points teams are, are not really being tested heading into the all ireland series at dublin you could say have just have had no test at all today. Do you think that that will affect him going into the into the into the All Ireland series? No, I really don't. I think Dublin have been looking at this whole competition and this setup, knowing that because of the structure of the group stages, uh, that uh, you know more than likely they're going to go straight through to the quarter final. Uh, so it's the games at this stage are about consistency, picking up wins. Uh, without any of them being knockout and I think Dublin have their eye on the knockout stages they rotate their team pretty much every day that they go out I think Desi Farrell is using as many of his squad as he possibly can he's trying to build a team because he knows that 
uh, from this point on now it's going to be six or seven more games uh, to win the All-Ireland so the seventh depending on if they don't win their win their group they'll have to do the prelim quarterfinal we expect that they won't we expect that they will go straight through to the quarterfinal or to, yeah, which would leave them with six games and I think the gloves will be off come the quarterfinal because it's only at that stage in this championship uh, that it'll be knockout for Dublin one thing that impressed you at Dublin, particularly in the first half, was the accuracy. That's something that they've seemed to be definitely working on. But also, was it a lot easier today to be more accurate? Uh, how, what, what do you think of all that? Yeah, I think because of uh, the opportunities that they took, the way they worked the ball, uh, there was times in the first half where they were they just weren't making any mistakes because. Yeah because of their four-man press in the full forward line, uh, Loud went long with the ball. Dublin totally dominated the Loud long kick-out for probably the last 20 minutes of the first half, which meant when they were winning the ball, uh, they were on the front foot straight away because Loud were chasing out under the brakes. And that meant Dublin didn't have to break down the Loud defence. Uh, they just had to work the ball fairly straight away into a scoring position and they could afford to, they were clinical. They could afford to take the right shot because there was no pressure, such was their dominance at midfield. You really have to say it was, I'm going to use the word routine because they have progressed through Leinster with such ease over the last 13 years or thereabouts. Yes, Kildare gave through everything at them the last day out, uh, but I still don't think this Dublin team are operating at full capacity. I think they got caught last year in the All-Ireland semi-final against Kerry. Uh, they had they missed Con in that game. Had they won it, we could be talk. We, it could have been the All-Ireland champions out there today again. So, I think Dublin are really, really, really uh, picking their battles right the way through this championship. And as I say, it's only when we hit the quarter-final stage are we going to see Dublin playing their top team. How hard is it for Mickey Hart now to pick his team up after a loss like that? There was. There was, there's always hope going into any game you play you wouldn't play it unless you had some hope but Loud fans came here today with genuine hope and that they shipped a big beating out there how does Mickey Hart manage that? Yeah, I would say I was worried before the game I thought um, I thought there was warning signs for Loud given their performance against uh, Offaly the last day it, because it was such a, an even keel kind of a game that worried me from a loud perspective because Offaly are mid-table Division yeah. 3 team so I, I was concerned for them uh, I think Mickey Hart uh, and his backroom team will have been preparing for the, the All-Ireland stages uh, I think the, the inevitable happens today and they will know that one win in the group stages will probably get them through to a prelim quarter-final and they're in a group where they're now going to be uh, quite competitive I think it's Loud, Cork Mayo in Kerry so the big game for them is their next game which is against Cork and if they can beat Cork they know that they'll play their final two games against uh, Mayo and Kerry yes the writing is on the wall going into those two games but one win from here will get them through and that's why probably unlucky for them that it's Cork coming next but it's their most winnable game and I think they beat them in the league already this year they certainly finished above them uh, so it's all to play for and I think if if Louder are honest they, they will have known that despite what happens today it's all coming down to that Cork game yeah well as you said routine for Dublin today final score here in Crow Park uh, it's 5.21 to Louds 15 points